Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! From beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, we are live, Wrestling Observer Live. Saturday with Jim Valley, 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Live seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, New Pacific. Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. And Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. As I mentioned, it's Jim Valley, and we are live from Las Vegas, Nevada, on the 37th floor of the Palazzo Resort. Not to be confused with the 40th floor, where last night it took about an hour to convince a drunk lady that this was not her hotel room. And we are not Greg, whoever Greg is. And Sherry, if you're listening, and I'm sure you're not, I'm sure you're not awake right now. I hope you are feeling better. It's true. We were asleep last night, and we kept hearing like this knocking ever so often. And we were like, first it sounded like people outside our door, and we were like, it took so long. Now, and then we remembered we're right next to the ice machine. I'm like, the ice machine? It seems like the Palazzo is a really nice resort. It seems like that's a detail that they would have worked out a long time ago. Like, you would not hear the ice machine clanking away. And so finally we go and look at the door. My wife is getting pissed. She was going to go and plug the ice machine. That was true. And we look out the door, and sure enough, there's a nice woman all dressed up in her finest outfit from Chico's, kind of dressed up like Richie Sambora from Bon Jovi, because that's the clothes they have at Chico's. Sherry was not convinced that this was not her room. and She thought I was Greg, and I was just screwing with her. And then finally, after a while, we couldn't reason with her, so we called security, and security was nice enough to help Sherry find her correct room. And so Sherry is Greg's problem. Always a party here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Speaking of parties, we've got SmackDown. We've got Rampage, Forbidden Door, WrestleMania Rewind. So much and more coming up next. Wrestling Observer Live, Jim Valley, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network. are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. It's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Shout out to Sherry, wherever she is right now. Also, yeah, we're walking down the hallway here. And you know, the Palazzo is a nice place. We're staying in a, a nice big suite room. We're walking down the big hallways here. And there's like an unopened bottle of champagne just sitting there in the hallway for some reason i don't i don't know why but las vegas is always a trip man it's gonna be busy next week because they got the nfl draft over at the uh, venetian not the venetian what is it the uh bellagio with all the big fountains they've got a big stage they're setting up there for the nfl draft so that's gonna be a thing you know i was thinking about las vegas and uh, professional wrestling and there's no 
wrestlers who are announced from Las Vegas. I mean, like Moxley and other wrestlers actually live for real in Las Vegas. But I'm talking about their character was from Las Vegas. Was was Dolph Ziggler, was he the character originally from Las Vegas? Was he, I'm trying to think, like, like Austin Idol, He's not really, but Austin Idol, the character, was from Las Vegas. The character Playboy Buddy Rose was from Las Vegas. They talk about, oh, I was in Las Vegas last week, baby. And I hit, you know, at the craps tables or the the blackjack table because I'm a winner and I make lots of money and I do this and do that. Nobody's from Las Vegas anymore. Of course, you know, when, when I was younger, being Gen X, uh, you know, being rich, you were a heel when you were rich. You know, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and everybody had a price for the million dollar man. And I make all this money and you people, you're poor with your fat old ladies sitting on your rented couches with your beer bellies. And today, people want money. You're a baby face if you have money. And it's always funny, like you'll see people get canceled because they're rich, because they do things that are inappropriate. And don't get me wrong, that behavior is bad, but isn't that why people want money? So you can do what you want. You can tell your boss to go jump in a lake, or you can go and grab that hot girl by the butt or grab that hot guy by the butt or rub the hot guy's abs. Isn't that why people want money so they can do whatever they want, when they want, why they want? I mean, that used to be a heel promo. And today, baby faces have money. It's it's weird how that is all kind of pivoted over time. But yeah, there's no, are there wrestlers anymore? who announced from Las Vegas, not in, not in real life. Um, you know, speaking of Las Vegas, I was, uh, I'm a member of Cauliflower Alley, which is near and dear to my heart. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, I met up with a guy, James, who is a uh, casino host. He's a host at uh, the Paris here in uh, Las Vegas. And he's been a fan since the 70s from... Uh, the New York, New Jersey area, grew up watching WOR and the WWWF. He's an Italian guy, so he loved Bruno, loved Chief J. Strongbow, all those guys. And the guy that got him into wrestling was watching George the Animal Steel. And, you know, George the Animal Steel had his flying arm bar and you know, what a great look, what a crazy look he had. You know, there's really nobody who's like, how can I put this? You know, there's a lot of beautiful people in wrestling with the abs and everything. And they're giants like almost in wrestling or now there's Veer, who's the, the, the wild animalistic character who's a savage beats people up and wants to, you know, growls and all those things. But there's no like guy like George Steele anymore. And 
wrestling is the circus. And I was kind of wondering about that. But James, what a great guy. Hanging out, talking with him for hours about about wrestling. Just one of the cool people that I've met in wrestling. I've been I've been really lucky in that regard, meeting so many so many great friends. There's you know, there's Brent, a friend of mine I met who lives in the Seattle area from from at Cauliflower Alley, who's a theater manager. He manages movie theaters. Um, my friends in North Carolina, a lot of people that I met from going to the Carolina Fan Fest. Adrian, who lives in in North Carolina. There's David Anderson, who uh, does a lot of stuff with uh, the the um, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. He's their commissioner of their their uh, wrestling federation thing that that they do. I mean, and when I was sick in the hospital, so many people on Twitter, people talk about wrestling fans and how we all, you know, live in the trailer parks and stuff. And I've just met the best people. And James is a super cool guy. So if you're a, like a high roller who drops like, like thousands and thousands of dollars, James takes care of those people. And he sounds like he does like a really, really great job at, at doing those kind of things. But wrestling fans are everywhere doing everything. And I don't know. The stereotypes are, will always be there, but I know better and I know different because I've met so many great people. And I just, whenever people badmouth wrestling fans, I'm serious. I mean, sincerely, I'm like, no, wrestling fans have been so good to me. And I, they're all fantastic. Seriously. Hey, speaking of being here in Las Vegas, couple of things. I will be back for Double or Nothing weekend and Poder Quattro Saturday, May the 28th at the Silver Nugget Casino. Main event the uh, for the Poder title, Miranda Lees versus Christy Jane. And in the co-main event, but I think we know it's the real main event. It's going to be Debbie Malenko taking on Billy Starks. And I will be in the corner of Debbie Malenko for my first and only in-match thing. I've I've had other offers. People have always asked me either to do like a gimmick match or manage it. I've always turned it down because I have respect for wrestling and I'm not an athlete and I respect what what wrestlers do and but and I still do. But I love Debbie Malenko. Debbie's my girl, so I will make an exception this one time to be there. Other people on the show, Ali Catch will be there taking on Maserati. Uh, Alex Gracia, who I love, the Pink Dream. I'm a big fan of Alex Gracia. She'll be there and many others. Also, Jenny Santana, the daughter of uh, Tito Santana, will also be there. Get tickets at uh, brownpapertickets.com. Also, that's going to be before the Q&A at uh, 10 a.m. with Dave and Brian at 11 a.m., a meet and greet. So uh, find out more at uh, f4wonline.com. And we'll see you all here in Las Vegas for that. A couple of news notes. Impact Wrestling has announced a change for tonight's Rebellion pay-per-view. Due to a concussion, Jonathan Gresham is out. So it's going to be 
Eddie Edwards taking on Chris Bay, which will be a great match. That'll be part of the uh, countdown for uh, Rebellion tonight, so stand by for that. Also, things on uh, the Rebellion pay-per-view tonight. Big match. The Impact World Champion Moose takes on the walking weapon Josh Alexander. They've been building this up for a long, long time. And I'll tell you what. I got to give Moose a lot of credit. Um, He's really gotten a lot better. There's a time where that would not be a good match. And that's going to be a good match tonight for Impact Rebellion. We'll talk about that. Talk about SmackDown, Rampage, and uh, much more. It's Jim Valley, live from Las Vegas. It's Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. From Las Vegas, Nevada, it's Jim Valley for Wrestling Observer Live. I was talking to my friend James, who grew up in New York watching WWWF, and we were talking about uh, Playboy Buddy Rose, and he goes, oh yeah, he was like Larry Sharp. And I went, oh my God, the guy who ruled the Northwest, he was totally like Larry Sharp. Suddenly it ruined with those phrases, he ruined my childhood. Thanks a lot, James. Jeez, wrestling fans. Just the worst. Uh, tonight's Rebellion card for Impact mentioned uh, uh, Moose defending against Josh Alexander. Diana Perazzo defends her title against uh, Taya Valkyrie, which will be great. Taya is uh, back, and I think uh, she has things to prove. She's, I'm just a big fan of Taya. I think she's... She's wonderful. I don't understand what happened in WWE, but it's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, Jay White takes on uh, Chris Saban and uh, Steve Macklin. A knockouts champion, Tasha Steeles, defends against Rosemary. Jonah versus Ashii, which should be a great match, too. Two big bulls going on uh, there. Violent by Design defends the Impact titles in an eight-man elimination challenge. You know... I'm a big fan of Joe, and I really wish, I don't know, things have not, he hasn't set the world on fire as much as I thought he would, but there's always, uh, there's always time, I guess. X-Division champion Trey Miguel, Trey Miguel defends against East Austin and Mike Bailey in a triple threat, and uh, knockouts, tag team champions, the influence, takes on the inspiration, and that's going to be on the countdown show along with Eddie Edwards and Chris Bay, just like we uh, talked about last night on rampage adam cole defeated a in an owen hart cup qualifier it happened when both guys were down a made it to his feet first a hit a headbutt but cole came back with a super kick a flattened cole with a lariat and jay white ran down and attacked Rocky Romero throwing him into the ringside stairs. And that distraction allowed Cole to hit a Shee with a low blow. And then Cole lowered the boom and got the pin on a Shee. No, no surprise there. Also on the show, Hook, he spoke. Uh, Danhausen cornered him in a hallway or a 
against a wall and uh, Dan Housen destroyed a bag of chips and uh, Hook threw him against the wall and held him there and said, you wanted my attention. You got it. I want to talk about Hook. You know, he's a young guy. He's got his whole world ahead of him. And it's hard. You know, what do you do? He's obviously caught lightning in a bottle. Do you just go with it, with the risk that you burn him out? Do you go slow? But maybe by that time, interest will be gone. It's, it's really hard with wrestling. You know, a lot of people talk about representation in AEW. And look, I'm a middle-aged white guy. I can't tell you all things about that. But wrestling is a different animal. When you got a guy like Powerhouse Hobbs, too. Or you could even talk about 16-year-old Nick Wayne, who's also setting the world on fire. He's got the world ahead of him. How do you handle that when they've got maybe another 20 years ahead of them? You know, I think Powerhouse Hobbs is going to be just fine in the future. You've got people like you've got to spend their capital right now, like CM Punk. And you put the spotlight on a powerhouse Hobbs and give them time to develop in the fans' eyes. It goes back to what we talked about last week. You can't just put a belt on someone and make them a star every time. Yes, it's working with Jade Cargill, but it doesn't necessarily work with every character. Every character is different and it takes time. Triple H did an interview this week talking about how a few years ago, The Tonight Show would call and they'd ask for Triple H or The Undertaker. And Triple H was like, you know, I can't do it right now. How about Roman Reigns? And they would turn him down. And now Roman Reigns can do The Tonight Show. They call for Roman Reigns on his own. It takes time sometimes to grow that character. Not everybody can be Goldberg right out of the chute. It's a recipe. And sometimes the recipe calls for high heat. Sometimes with the character, the recipe is more of a slow simmer. And just because a character is not necessarily a main event right out of the chute, like a powerhouse arms, doesn't mean that they can't be a star in the future. You know, The Rock was very beneficial to grow in the spotlight of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It took time to grow The Rock, but they believed in him and they were right. The fans initially rejected him. And then, well, you know, you know what happened to that guy. He did, he did okay by himself. So just because... Your favorite, your favorite star isn't necessarily getting the push that you want them to. It doesn't mean that they won't or they can't. Someday, clearly, Powerhouse Hobbs will be a guy, if not the guy. But it just takes time. But a guy like Hook, who's on fire right now at, you know, whatever he is, 18 or 20. Stupid kids popular kids. You know, what happens? 
Do you push him now with the risk of burning him out, but give the crowd what they want? Or do you make them want it over time? Tony Khan is really good at that slow burn. I mean, CM Punk, he didn't give CM Punk the first world title match right away. He stuck to his guns. And maybe coming up a double or nothing, maybe Punk doesn't win the title. Maybe they wait until Chicago. But wrestling is a different animal. It takes time, and sometimes you risk ruining that character. You know, you do spend money. I think wrestling fans don't think about that. TV time is a commercial, and it has value. And sometimes fans reject people, and you've wasted all of that time and money. So we'll see what happens with the future of Hook or Nick Wayne and see what they do in in the future. Also on Rampage last night, Lance Archer defeated Serpentico, kind of a squash, nothing exciting. Eddie Kingston defeated Danny Garcia. You know, everyone from both of their uh, both of their groups were barred from uh, ringside. So Kingston caught him with the backdrop suplex. Then they hit, he hit the spinning back fist on the second try for the pinfall. Great match. Great match. But I mean, that's that's Garcia's job right now, to be that setup guy for Jericho. After the match, Kingston threatened whipping Garcia with his belt, but he got on the microphone and told Garcia that he sent him, but that was a message for his boss. Hey, can I get to them? Gary, can I get the power cord? I'm running low on juice. Thank you. Um, also on the show last night, uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed Keith Lee and Swerve. They promised a war with Team Taz, and it wasn't over. Ali particularly uh, was disappointed that Taz interfered. Uh, Ricky Starks offered a report from commentary, and of course this view is going to go on. It's one of those things. Shivani also interviewed, interviewed Tony Storm and uh, Jamie Heater, uh, Dr. Brick Baker, DMD. Uh, Tony Storm took over the uh, promo and promised to win the tournament. It sure seems like we're going to uh, Britt Baker versus uh, Tony Storm in the tournament. Are they building Tony Storm? Who are they going to build for this tournament? I mean, that's the purpose of these tournaments. Just like Jay Cargill, just like whoever comes out of these tournaments. We'll see what what happens with with that. Is Tony Storm is marketable as she appears? I think she is. Also, there was a promo for Dynamite. We're going to get that match with FTR as Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler both promising to honor Owen Hart by winning the tournament. And you know on Dynamite, we're going to get Brad and Owen at WrestleMania 10, aren't we? That's what they're going to do. And that is, honestly, if you ask me one of my favorite all-time matches, that is way up there. I loved that match with Brad and Owen at WrestleMania 10. You know, I think I've talked about this. Um, in 2003, I went to WWE as a uh, for a, an, an audition to be an announcer. And one of the screw-ups, I think one of the things that I did that I screwed up, they asked me some of my favorite matches, and I wasn't expecting that question, so I screwed up. I should have planned ahead. And they asked me, 
And I go, oh, I love Brett Nolan at WrestleMania 10. And then when I said it, I went, oh, you idiot. You idiot. Why did you say that? Because at the time, Brett was persona non grata. And now I should not have said that. But that was really stupid. But one of my favorite matches of all time. Also, Jade Cargill defeated Marina Shafir to retain the TBS championship. Balloons came down and they celebrated with the baddies. So we'll talk about SmackDown, WrestleMania. What is that one called? Backlash and all that fun coming up next. Jim Valley, Las Vegas, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network. Listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live here in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. This week, I want to mention that the 56th annual Cauliflower Alley Club reunion is coming up here in Las Vegas at the Plaza. It's moving to the Plaza down on Fremont. And I know a lot of people who come to Cauliflower Alley every year love to go down to Fremont. So, what a great location to be right there at the end of Fremont. Very convenient. Plaza's been renovated recently. The Circa, the brand new Las Vegas resort, is there. That's going to be tremendous to check out as well. But that's happening September 26th through the 28th. Also announced we're going to be honoring Conan with the Lucha Libre Award and the Rock and Roll Express being honored this year with the Tag Team Award. More announcements coming soon, but if you're not a member, check it out. The Cauliflower Alley Club is something that's near and dear to my heart. It takes care of people in wrestling who are down on their luck. A lot of things they can't mention because of privacy issues, but some of the things that they've done in the past that have been made public, for example, when Kamala was alive, you know, he suffered, um, he had to have his feet amputated and he was in a wheelchair. And so the Cauliflower Alley Club helped pay for a lift for his wheelchair to get into his van. You know, things like that. Not a ton of money, not life-changing money, but paying bills for things that, you know, you need help with. So it's something that's near and dear to uh, my heart. It is a 501c6, so it is a charity thing. So if you donate to it or a lifetime member or you want to just join for a year, it's only $25 a year to join or a little over 300 for a lifetime membership. You can find out more at caulifloweralleyclub.org. You can also find out about the reunion every year. Hundreds of fans show up. There's seminars. There's different events, uh, speeches every year that people give. And it's cool because, you know, there's, there's no company there to tell people what to say, what not to say. So people talk about their childhood memories wrestling fans great stories great ribs it's always a lot of fun so check it out caulifloweralleyclub.org it's it's near and dear to my heart so i hope you check it out and uh, do that last night on uh, smackdown there was a, a contract signing to open the show which is always a lot of fun with ronda rousey and charlotte um then drew krulak came down it was it's going to be the intern for Adam Pierce, 
Gulak was about to do a PowerPoint presentation, but Flair told him to shut up. She threatened to get Gulak fired. Anyway, Rousey mocked Flair for picking on the intern, and Flair mentioned, of course, that she beat Rousey at uh, WrestleMania, and she promised to make Rousey say the most beautiful words at WrestleMania Backlash, and that's, I quit. So Flair signed the uh, contract. Fans, of course, broke out into the U, uh, tapped out chant, and uh, Flair denied tapping out, said she was trying to fix her bra, which is kind of funny because she had the the Janet Jackson moment there in her match. But Rousey took the contract. Fans broke out into a uh, Rousey chant, and uh, fans chanted, uh, you tapped out again, and Flair flipped the uh, table over, pulled out a kendo stick. She attacked Rousey, grabbed the uh, kendo stick. Rousey beat Flair down with the kendo stick until Gulak pulled her off, and then Rousey turned around. She was furious. She attacked Gulak, put her in the uh, put him in the Piper's pit. She locked the armbar and signed the contract. Gulak even handed her the pen. So Gulak is kind of the stooge, but that that's just look. That's his job in wrestling. There's nothing wrong with it. He's getting TV time. It's it's not a you know it's a show. When I'm at Defy and Christopher Daniels is mocking me and calling me names. He's doing me a favor. It's that bizarro world wrestling. There's nothing wrong with it. Xavier Woods and Butch had a match. Xavier Woods defeated Butch, but really the spotlight was on Butch. They're still establishing this bulldog character. You know, after the match, Butch was furious. He jumped out of the ring, attacked a security guard. Sheamus and Holland tried to convince him to come back, but he walked off to the crowd. This is just more character development to show the fans who Butch is now. This is really, again, doing Butch a favor to establish this character that people will remember. Riddle defeated Jey Uso, but really... The story of this match was Pat McAfee on commentary. He noted that it was a big week for Riddle because of, you know, 420. McAfee made references like this throughout the whole match. At one point, Jay hit Riddle with a series of chops, and McAfee said that Riddle's lungs continued to take a beating this week. And all I could think about was Rob Van Dam. And now Rob Van Dam was ahead of his time. And can you imagine Rob Van Dam getting pulled over for weed now? I mean, the Usos. Is it Jimmy Uso's been busted for DUI and nothing has happened? Now today, Rob Van Dam, he lost his title because he got pulled over and they smelled weed in his car. Today, nobody would have cared. Rob Van Dam way ahead of his time. Also on the show, Caleb Braxton interviewed uh, Banks and Naomi in the ring. Um, then, of course, Natalia and Shayna Baszler interrupted, because you know someone's going to interrupt an interview segment. Uh, Natalia said they never beat them for the titles. Baszler promised to win the tag team titles. They pushed Banks down. Naomi held Banks back as the heels 
walked off. Metcalf Moss this week continued his development as uh, he defeated one of uh, Los Lotharios this week. This week it was Angel. After the match, Corbin ran out, attacked Moss from behind. Corbin beat him down, hit the end of days, jumped out of the ring, and stole the Andre the Giant trophies. The feud again, more development there between Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. And then a lumberjack match. Drew Gulak defeated Sami Zayn in a lumberjack match by countout because it's a lumberjack match. And that just is what happens because that's just what happens. So next week, it's going to be a cage match between Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. Now, there are spoilers. They taped last week's SmackDown last night. So here's a couple of quick, uh, quick spoilers. Uh, Ronda Rousey defeated Shotzi in a I quit match and a beat the clock challenge. And then Charlotte Flair took on Aaliyah in the I Quit Beat the Clock Challenge. And the clock expired while while Flair had Aaliyah in the figure eight. So that's kind of interesting. I see title match. Ricochet defended and retained the title against Shanky. They teased Shanky and Jinder Mahal splitting after the match. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez defeated an enhancement talent. Naomi defeated Shayna Baszler. King Woods defeated Rich Holland. Sheamus defeated Kofi Kingston. In a dark match, Bianca de Belair defeated Sonya Deville to retain the Raw women's title. Happy Corman and Madcap Moss had a brawl on a happy talk. So these are the matches. And of course, the the the, uh, the cage match with uh, finally Drew McIntyre defeats um, defeats Sami Zayn in a cage, but that's going to say, it looks like they've had off camera altercations between Roman and, uh, Drew McIntyre. So it looks like it's going to be Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, maybe at WrestleMania backlash. We will see right now. It's Cody and Seth, Ronda and Charlotte, Roman, maybe in Drew McIntyre, AJ and edge and RKO versus the, uh, the Usos, and it's uh, not sold out, but according to Dave Meltzer, WrestleMania Backlash has the highest secondary market demand, $88 a ticket compared to 58 for the sold out double or nothing. Who are you people that want to see these matches? I mean, RKO versus the Usos is kind of interesting. Obviously, Seth and Cody is always going to be a high quality match, but it just feels like all the good stuff from WrestleMania, all the memorable things aren't going to be on this show, but it is, it is, it is what it is. A couple of things, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, you know, her name, I don't know why people make a big deal about names. I was talking with, with my friend over at the Paris. I was uh, talking with James and you know, back in the day, you know, in 1981, I think it was, there was a wrestler still alive named Frank Hill who went through all the territories, Native American wrestler, I believe, in real life. Well, they bring him to WWF and he's Jewel Strongbow, Jay Strongbow's brother. WWF has had a history 
of changing names for the longest time. This is nothing new, and it's been this way for forever. Bruiser Brody, when he went to the AWA, he couldn't be Bruiser Brody because they already had Dick the Bruiser. And of course, you can't have two Bruisers. So he had to be King Kong Brody. And then, follow along, kids, when King Kong Bundy went to the AWA, he couldn't be King Kong because of King Kong Brody. So he had to be Boom Boom Bundy. What a stupid name that was. So changing names because of other wrestlers or for whatever reason has been a thing for a very, very, very long time in wrestling. And it is, it is what it is. And if you're going to WWE, you are playing a character in a company. And that's just, that's just the way it is now. It's, it's not a big deal. I mean, I guess given my background watching wrestling, a lot of people think it might bother me, but it doesn't bother me. When, when I was a kid in 1980, 79, 80, Killer Brooks, Killer Tim Brooks came to the Northwest and for whatever reason, he couldn't be killer because maybe it's bad for kids. He had to be bad news Brooks because Don Owen didn't want a killer on his broadcast because, you know, we were all snowflakes back then, I guess. I don't know why. But. So he had to be bad news Brooks. It's not an unusual thing for people to change names or change gimmicks or different things. Bret Hart, in his book, you know, the uh, wrestler Barry Horowitz went to Mid-Atlantic and wrestled as, as Bret Hart. So when Bret Hart went to the Mid-Atlantic, he had to be Buddy Hart because there was already a Bret Hart. This is a thing that is as old as wrestling, and it's really not a big deal. So let's not worry about the name game anymore. It's everybody knows the deal. It's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada on Saturday. And uh, by the way, checking the clock on the wall, we've gone two days without a major surprise announcement from Tony Khan. Well, it's kind of a record. I will see what happens this uh, Wednesday on Dynamite. But uh, the big announcement this week, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up in June from Chicago, New Japan versus AEW. And all jokes aside, that is a very big deal. And I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic show. But, kids, listen very carefully to me. 
This is just the first chapter. I see a lot of people online saying, oh, we want it to be Adam Page against Okada, and we want Tanahashi against Brian Danielson, and we want this match and this match, and like every top-tier match uh, happening on Forbidden Door. Listen, those are all great ideas, but don't kill yourself with the fantasy booking, okay? This is the first chapter. Don't misunderstand me. I think it's going to be a great show. They might be a few conclusions to some matches, but this is going to be the first chapter. This is the first time. You're not going to get every dream match and every conclusion on one show. You always got to book ahead in wrestling. Look at the way Tony Khan and New Japan do things. What comes next? So don't get too excited. Understand that there have to be other shows. Remember, it's not called Harry Potter and the kid who killed Voldemort on the first time and now everything is totally fine at Hogwarts. It's not the name of the movie. So understand, Forbidden Door is going to be great, but it's not going to give you everything you want. So temper your expectations, sort of like with this show. Thank you for joining me. I'll talk to you next Saturday. Until next time, stay out of trouble. Jim Valley. Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network.